Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it's my pleasure to welcome my guest, John Song. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. How have you been, like, in general? <laughs> I've been good. Um, you know, just uh, it's been a transition time this year. The pandemic also, Jennifer and I became homeowners this year, which That's was... Right. Um, that was uh that there was a lot of things that I was not prefaced to and it's been a really interesting season of life because um there's just so much that comes with owning a home as far as fixing things wanting to change things inside of your house um things that don't really appeal to your particular aesthetic and then seeing how much that would cost to change, getting stressed out about that, um, not having a landlord to call when things break anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in my basement of my house right now. I have a leak that's like over by this blue thing over here. Oh, man. And that's been fun to figure out how to fix. Um, Are you doing it yourself? Are you trying to figure out stuff yourself, like how to fix it? As mu- As much as I can. But, um, you know, I took two weeks off for the move and then for doing any sort of renovations. And then I've been traveling again for work. And so that's kind of been a challenge, um, just leaving tasks and projects incomplete and then having to leave the house and come back to it. And, you know, my wife just like maneuvering around the mess that I've made. <laughs> living in the same space as that yeah it's been um it has been quite a challenge but it's you know there's nothing like having a place that you know you can I guess call your own when it comes to yeah it's you know we've been renting for like eight years since we've been married and then before that me I've been living all up around Atlanta renting so but it is nice it's a it's a huge blessing and I'm I'm very thankful you know but yeah. um yeah just a lot of things that you don't really expect you know just like oh buying a fridge okay right. that's like right. that's like two grand right and then you're just like oh okay yeah that's like money yeah I completely you know? understand i think um us too when well congratulations by the way it really is a big deal buying a home um but i feel you like when we bought our house i had i think my husband really david really had no idea like (laughs) like well because i think i just i'm i'm not really the finance person of the household either and David was handling all the big stuff, and I think he was just overwhelmed as well. Um, and then now we're now you know we've been here for a couple years now at our house, and everything you're saying too, like every time there's something broken, I'm like crap, <laughs> like like oh like yes, everything just happening at once. Like we had to replace our water heater recently because mm. it's like. 
25 years old, 30 years old. And it finally mm. just kind of like started leaking. And I was like, like the whole thing? We got to pre- replace the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we just yes. fix it? But nope. yeah, so I feel you. But yeah, um, but it sounds like Jennifer was on here a couple of weeks ago and she was telling me that things were kind of crazy with the house and the move and stuff. But but it's good. It's like, you know, to bigger and better things. Amen. To bigger <laughs> and better things. Yes. But you mentioned um, you had been traveling for work and stuff, but that's why you're really here today to tell me about what you do, John. So um, what what is it that you do for work? <sighs> um. I guess I split this question into two parts. Um, there is what I like to do and then what I do to make money. Okay. So I guess my trade, what I do for a living is I am a photographer, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm an actor. Those are the three. Oh, yes. Congrats, by the way, on the commercial. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. The acting thing is like two months old, but I've I've done, I've shot like three commercials now. So I guess you could, I guess I could say that I am acting. No, you're definitely an actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have received payment for my services and that. So I guess I am acting now, but um, so yeah, the three main like umbrellas of what I do for my work is photography, uh, filmmaking, video, and acting. And within photography, I sometimes am the photographer. I sometimes fulfill a role called a digital tech, which is basically like the um, technical like mastermind of behind the whole photo shoot. Mm. Um, digital techs connect the camera to their laptop and when the photographs when the photographer takes photographs the images come into the laptop instead of going to an sd card or a memory card inside the camera that's like a newer role that's been kind of invented with technology and then i also um photo assist other photographers in town photo assisting is basically you setting up lights and helping the photographer achieve the look that they're trying to get with lighting um and then with filmmaking i am a camera operator um but then i also fulfill roles like called gaffers which is basically a lighting person on set and um I play as, I don't really play as a grip. A grip is like somebody that helps a gaffer, like set stands and like build um, different like uh, setups with like light stands. I don't really do that as much. And then um, I'll sometimes do things as like, uh, I'll be what's called an uh, assistant camera at AC. Mm -hmm. So they assist the camera operators. Um, I do that sometimes, but for the most part, those two, or I guess those three things is my trade. And then um, what I like to do is I like to make music, design clothing. Those are like my passions. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So a lot to hit on, a lot to talk about. And I, um, first of all, like 
you guys, I was telling John before this that this me asking him to come on this podcast was really like belated and asking because I was kind of intimidated by John. No. No, and actually and your wife too. <laughs> Cuz you know, no. you, I feel like I feel like, you know, in Atlanta, you know, you guys as far as the creative scene goes, like your household names, honestly. <laughs> and I I, I don't like I'm I'm not like I don't feel that I'm, you know, putting you on a pedestal or anything. I really mean it. I mean it. And um, people Thank know you. you guys. And I feel like um, it's because you guys produce work and produce art that is meaningful and impactful. Um, so, again, I, I feel humbled that you guys are that you guys have decided to help me out in resourcing the next generation in Atlanta. <laughs> Blair, honestly, like it's, it's thank you so much. And you know, what it really all boils down to is the community. Like you're a creator as well. You're creating this podcast and I support creative people mm. and you're one of them. And, you know, um, I, I guess like, I understand why you would feel a certain way about asking and like, cause you know, it's, I guess it's that fear of rejection. Cause I deal with oh, it no, too. Definitely. It's definitely fear yeah. of rejection. <laughs> like I, I deal with that all the time, even in my field. Like mm -hmm. I, I deal with producers that I, I bid on jobs and I don't get them. And, you know, sometimes it hurts. So like, but um, as far as Jennifer and I are concerned, like when it comes to this podcast, um, you know, you are, you are, building this thing up and you have a great vision behind it and we are huge supporters of it so thank you so much for having us on yeah absolutely well i'm super grateful as well um i'd love to know um well so i guess john what is your day-to-day -day like like when you wake up is it the same I, I would imagine it's very different as a free you're a freelancer a contractor i'm assuming yes okay yeah um some days I'm waking up at like 5.30 in the morning to be on set by like 7. Some days I'm waking up at 9.45 and taking my day slow. It really depends on um, what I have to do, the tasks that have been laid out for me in my calendar. Um, some days I'm working photo shoots. Mm -hmm. Some days I am working video shoots. Mm -hmm. Some days I am on set as an actor. Um, well, I guess only three days so far, but I've been, I mean, yeah. So I only three days I've been working as an actor. <laughs> three um, days more than most of us. So. Well, I guess, I guess, the, I guess to go, go back on that, I am auditioning. So like, I guess like the real work is submitting mm. self-tape auditions for these roles that okay. I get, um, that I get like asked to audition for. Isn't that hard, like, not auditioning in front of people? It's, yeah, it's, like, really weird. Like, you're just having, like, I just, I actually just finished an audition for a um, automobile oil company before I did this pod, before we did this podcast today. And I had to, like, act, I had to act out putting oil inside of a car without the car <laughs> being there. Oh my gosh. And they they asked me to submit two takes of that. So it's like it's really um strange. 
having to do that. Oh man, I hope you, you get know? it so that I can see what that looks like. <laughs> I hope I get it too because it it pays pretty good and um it's really fun getting cuz uh when you're on like behind the camera it's uh much harder work than being in front of the camera to me. Sorry, when you're behind the camera, it's much harder work than being in front of a camera. Is that what you said? Yeah. So being an actor is easier for me than shooting it because shooting it gets really technical, lots of lighting. Um, All my job. I, so what I describe myself to be is a expert problem solver, Mm. but I just use cameras and technology. Um, how do you get different jobs? Like, you know, cause you're all of those things. You're wearing so many hats. Like, yeah. Is there like a source of <laughs> like of finding jobs? Um, knowing people, is that what it is? I would say networking is 99% of everything. Um, because the community that exists here in Atlanta that is in the filmmaking and photo community is it gets really small Mm. once you start to meet and rub shoulders with a lot of different people Um, I will admit I've been freelancing since 2017 Mm. and I've only got in one job through somebody reaching out to me on my website oh wow so in almost five years it's only been one email that actually turned into work oh wow every everything else is through word of mouth Mm. and through the relationships I build with people when I'm on set that's interesting so how um did you get your foot in the door in in like starting the to network with people um so my career started in 2009 um i started interning at a recording studio in west midtown called icon oh that's like a big one Icon, so Icon is famous for discovering Justin Bieber. Oh, that's why it sounds familiar to me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He, how, how did you, what, how did you intern there? <laughs> um. So I was, I was, I went back to college to get my degree. And then my, the, at the time, brother-in-law, um, his sister-in-law referred me to Inter to get an internship at that recording studio so I went there I got the position I interned at the recording studio for nine months and then as soon as I got my degree I think I was 25 or 26 years old when I got my degree and then I immediately get your degree in I got my degree in uh supply chain with a focus on efficiencies from Georgia State University. It's a basically a managerial science degree okay. from Georgia State. Yeah. I don't even think Th- they call it That seems random to me, just the little <laughs> I know about you, but okay. <laughs> well, so the reason why I went back to school was because um, 
prior to that, I had basically hit rock bottom in my life. Um, I was stuck in a deep pattern of drugs and alcohol. Mm. And um, I hit the the most rock bottom that I think like my version of my human existence could ever experience. And then I gave my life back to Jesus. And then I told, I told God, I made a deal with God. I said, I'm going to leave music and all the bad stuff. And then I'm just going to live a normal life like everybody else. Mm. I'm going, I'm not going to chase this dream of being this rapper DJ person. Like I just want to have a normal life, make normal money and just be happy. So I went back to school. Um, I went back to school. I got my degree in business and then that opportunity to work at the recording studio came up as soon. And then that was like my, I guess my quote unquote senior year of college. And then, yeah. And then I got offered a management position to be the manager of the recording studio as soon as I got my degree. And then that's how like, I was able to get back into the creative field. That's, um, says a lot about you to me because I feel like at a place like Icon and working as an intern, I worked as a PA in several sets before and things like that. And I know an internship there must have been um, not the easiest, I would imagine, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it w- Especially... Um especially being 25 when like there are other interns that were like 18, 19 and then you're at the same level. Um, But it was, it was fulfilling work for me because I got to see the side of the music industry that I've never seen before, you know, like um, one of my big clients, that first big client that I worked with while I was at the recording studio was music soul child who I, who I had been a huge fan of his music for a very long time and he just That's insane <laughs> yeah we became friends and um you know he like just like became like the homie wow and then um i've worked with like young jeezy um t-pain ti so like as an intern like what were you doing like you were yeah what were you doing <laughs> um assistant audio engineer Sometimes it's more like managing the studio, making sure that like your clients are happy. So like if they need food, you do the food orders for them and you go out on food runs. If like they need more alcohol, then like, you know, you'll go out and like, you know, pick up the alcohol for them. This is so this is like, oh, nine, 2010. So this is like way before like Uber Eats and like all those delivery. (laughs) So right, like I'm right. like I'm like driving out there going to like package stores picking up like 10 bottles of tequila or whatever right. like just random stuff and like you know if they want cigarettes or anything you have to go to the gas station get cigarettes like that's like intern duties and then just you sit in the room with them and you just make sure that they're happy and when they're recording that everything is up to a certain standard wow. yeah so Yep. Okay, so mm-hmm. you get this manager role after nine months mm-hmm. and then what happens? And then I just start bossing around the other interns telling them <laughs> what they need to do. That's basically, yeah. And then, you know, still 
do some audio engineering here and there. Um, but mostly it's just like studio management, intern management. Like I had like 12 interns I had to manage at the time. Wow. A lot of training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you said you got your um, degree in supply chain management. So all this audio stuff that you're doing, even like your video and photography now, like it's nothing like you didn't study any of this. No, no. So are of... you just self-taught or you had mentors or? I did have mentors. So my first mentor with when it came to being an audio engineer, his name was Blake Eisman um fantastic engineer mm. um he he's the one that really taught me how to operate pro tools professionally and to be able to get paid for it he's the one that taught me about outboard gear he's the reason why i know that behind your right shoulder that's a focus right oh yeah mike pre like stuff like that like i can point things out um i started i learned about signal chain um basically like any major recording studio at the time I don't know about now but at the time I felt very comfortable and I knew how to work any room that I walked into um yeah so Blake was like my first big mentor that took the time out to like he taught me how to be a professional when it came to audio engineering and mixing Mm -hmm. and um but yeah other than that it was like trial and error recording my own music and then just youtube a lot of stuff on youtube yes youtube university (laughs) yeah the only things that i use from college is like my accounting degree or like my accounting classes for like managing my money and stuff like that but um, honestly john that's probably um more than most i don't use my degree at all (laughs) (laughs) oh i will say maybe bcom uh business Business communication, because uh, BCom was uh, for me, that was a, uh, that was all about public speaking. So that helped mm. me with my confidence speaking in front of a crowd. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how long do you stay at this studio until you kind of move on to the next chapter? So. During my time at the recording studio, my boss, he had a client that was signed to him that was a singer, uh-huh. and she wanted to start making YouTube videos. Like back then, I guess 2009, 2010, like covering different songs from already famous artists was like a huge like that was a huge thing a lot of people were doing it I mean Jennifer was doing it that's how I discovered Jennifer so that's when I started to shoot videos um that's how I learned how to use a camera I was using a camera before then for like little stuff like my mom bought me this like cheap Canon camera and I was helping her with her e-com business because my parents they did art and framing that was like our family business growing Uh up so like I would help her sell art on online through like eBay. Oh, so okay. I would do all like the e-com photography for that. Um, it wasn't the best photography though. It was really bad. But um, so like, and then like my ex-girlfriend 
was really into photography so like i i knew my way around a camera and like i was always interested in shooting but i actually never started shooting it until um i was doing these cover videos for this singer and then so i did that's how i got into like video just like shooting these cover videos for my boss's client it was with this like nikon d 3100 uh-huh. only it shot like 720p it wasn't it wasn't a video camera at all it's just like a dslr and then that blossomed into other things like i started shooting rap videos for rappers that would come into the studio that weren't that would like pay for studio time that weren't necessarily famous and then like i'd cut them a deal and then so I, I, and then I, that's when I started like shooting videos and started getting into like production. And then, and then through all my research of figuring out how people shoot YouTube videos, because I was researching for my boss's client that I was shooting videos for, that's how I discovered Jennifer. And then Which I became so a, crazy. If you haven't yeah. heard this story, please go listen to Jennifer's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I discovered Jen and I, it was her Frank Ocean thinking about you cover that she did. And I was like, yo, this is really dope. So, and that's when I found her on Instagram and I started following her. And then a year later, like January 8th, she, I saw, I was throughout the year, I would like, like her pictures and stuff like that, that she would post. And then on January 8th, she responded back to me. And then we got married four months later. You guys are like in a drama, like a TV drama. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love this story. It doesn't get old every time I hear it. It's so great. I'm like, so you're just like, okay, not to put you on the spot, John, but you had just mentioned that you're kind of an introverted guy. It just seems like a bold move. (laughs) Well, actually, Jen was the first one to do the bold move because I had only, I never commented on anything. She was the one that like, commented back first so she oh. reached she she talked to me first and then that's how we started and then talking. you were like let's get married Is that well yeah we uh <laughs> i downloaded cacao talk because i didn't know what that was uh-huh. at the time because she was in korea and then um yeah and then i downloaded cacao talk and then we i think i think we skyped for like 36 hours straight once. I love it. I love this kind of stuff. I'm such a romantic. <laughs> yeah. Like we both like fell asleep and then we woke up and the Skype was still there. Oh my it gosh. Like, this is a Korean drama. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. And then like, that's how we knew. Like, that's how I knew that. Like, I think this woman's supposed to be my wife because like, um, I think the reason why I was so attracted to Jennifer was because like, um, I had just recovered from a very dark past involving a lot of addiction and bad decision making and jennifer like is she is not that person like jennifer does not like to party Mm. jennifer does not like to drink jennifer like despises drugs or anybody that like she doesn't despise people that takes drugs but like it's like a huge um that's a huge red flag for her. So like, I knew, I knew that God, God was putting Jennifer in my life because like, 
I needed somebody that loved me for who I was, but also helped me to stay accountable and help me to fight my addictions head on. Um, so that I wouldn't, so that I wouldn't relapse into, you know, um, you know, going back into doing more of the hard stuff that I was like really wrestling with, you know, um, lots of pills, lots of powder, that sort of, Mm. that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, cause my, my, like, I guess you could say my default taste in women are usually those that I see that are going to be at the club, you know, sure. has that particular aesthetic. Mm. Um, but I knew that if I were to get with somebody like that, then like my life would just go in reverse again and I would fall back into the same traps. Well, then it really is a gift, you know, you and Jennifer, because it's, you know, I'm I'm realizing as we get older, like it's like falling in love with somebody is a, is a almost a, a miracle because like, you know, two people have to like each other at the same time. And yeah. that doesn't happen like just out of chance. And I just feel like what you just said. Yeah, that's from God. Jennifer right. and you are from God because, yeah, for sure. But I, I have to ask you, John, like mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind. Yeah. And if you do mind, just say I don't I don't want to talk about it. But, um, you know, you said, you know, your your past and all of that, like. um, It was a big thing to overcome. But I also know that like with addiction, you know, that it's an everyday struggle. Is this something that you still have to struggle with? Yes. Yes. Mm. yeah yeah i you know certain triggers um okay. yeah it's it's um you know it's something that'll stick with you forever i think i mean and especially you know i don't know you're in the entertainment or creative mm-hmm. industry you know i would i i don't know i kind of assume that it's more exposure i have no idea I'm totally I, ignorant but <laughs> I can honestly say that um, the people that are in my community, um, it's a bunch of very solid people that, mm. you know, that don't really, there isn't many people that like are into like hard stuff, you know, they might partake in some marijuana or something like that, you know, very hippie ish like style type Mm -hmm. of things just like more of like a social thing but like it's never um yeah like I'm not like surrounded by people that are like you know doing the harder things that I was doing when I was younger so it's I'm surrounded by a lot of great people um from all different walks of life and I think the triggers more come from like if I um see old friends or people people that knew me from those times that makes sense and then those friends that are still I get I don't want to say stuck in those patterns but like don't really that just like prefer to live that sort of life you know and like that's the choice that they made more power to them Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't want to judge but um I think it's just those moments where 
um, it's it's a little bit more difficult to refrain from um, you know dealing with that and but that's why Jennifer has been such a huge um, ray of light yeah. in my life because she has helped me to re-identify where what the source of my existence is mm. and it's not in me trying to chase this feeling that I once felt when I did these things back in the past it's more about redefining and reestablishing my identity in in like um heavenly things and like understanding that I am much more than just like wanting to relapse into any sort of um bad behavior or not bad behavior but just like that sort of behavior that um that uh that alters my state of mind grasping what's always in front of me rather than is like the escapism part of it yeah of not being able to deal yeah yeah i mean i really love that and i love that jennifer can be like truly part of sanctifying you john like i mean that's what marriage is right like yeah man that's awesome she whipped me into shape yeah <laughs> i charged it i charged it also because of my <laughs> wife, honestly. like yo but i mean like look man i still have some nights sometimes i go out to pocha and like i'm a mess you know like i i like i'm not like the thing is is like i don't I don't despise it. I'll turn my back on it. It's mm-hmm. just, I know how to control it better now. And like, mm-hmm. there are days when like, yeah, I'll go out with my homies and like, we'll just like go drink and like, you know, we'll have a good time. And, but it's not like how it was like back in the day. Like, it's like very, it's a more mature experience. I mean, I'm 37 now. Nobody wants to see like some belligerent fool out here, like some weird looking Ajashi with like great, <laughs> with like bleached gray hair <laughs> try trying too hard like out here on pleasant hill oh man that. but i think like yeah i wouldn't say that the thing is is like i think and i use this in like god created in me an identity to help to like reach out to people that have maybe have this like some sort of similar struggle when it came to that sort of life because like I know what that's like I know what it's like to have to struggle with that I know what it's like to be surrounded by people that all they know is party and stuff like that so like you know it kind of turned me into a chameleon and like you know turned me into a version of somebody that can bring insight to a young person that could potentially be stuck in the same patterns that I was in. No, actually, I I feel like your experiences is something definitely I cannot relate to with other people. If they've in, if they're in the same situation as you just, as you just described and that, that word chameleon is like, that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Cause like I hear like, you know, the types of things that I hear is like, you know, I have, I have friends who's like, 
I have a friend whose close friend recently got murdered. You know, mm. I have, I have a friend who was the victim of domestic violence. Mm. Like I saw the photos of this person's face, like completely bruised up. So it's, it's like, I get to have the opportunity to encounter people that have issues that go beyond like what I was used to hearing being raised in like a middle-class suburban Asian community. Like, so God has positioned me to be a light to these people that like are dealing with like, you know, I, I know, I know young women that have gotten abortions and like have to deal with that trauma for the rest of their lives. If they, you know, there's like stuff like that, where it's like, I feel like I get exposed to the hurt of people that are not from the everyday sort of life. And, and I feel blessed to be in that position to like be in this, like, to be in this like middle ground where like I do know what the love of God and what having faith can do for your life. But then I also like, I'm not too far gone to the point where like, I just like try to like have an altar call every time I see somebody it's like, praise him. You got to (laughs) forget forgive your sins like you know you gotta ask for like ask for forgiveness like I don't because like that could be like that could turn somebody off so it helps me to just be like the homie and be like oh dang like yeah tell me about that and then we get to have conversations and then it's like you know like have you like have you ever read this passage in the script it's like you know you just like kind of gotta be like slick with it and like slide it in yeah. You know, even if like the response is like negative, at least like you still like and like one day they might read that and be like, wow, that really spoke to me. And then that's like the seed that gets planted or whatever. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I mean, your authentic- authenticity in general, John, I think is very like welcoming. So I can see how God has really gifted you in that area. It's, if just living this, I mean, if I have to call it something like a missional life you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, man, I totally got off topic. It's, but it's great. I love this. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, you know, like, cause a part of, a part of why I continue to do what I do is because like, you know, I have to continue to answer the calling of what I feel like my mission is in life. And that is to first off love people. And then secondly, like my goal is to help to diversify the creative scene in Atlanta, because like there are not that many Asian people that are trying to do a lot of like, especially in the commercial space, we have a lot of Asian creative people like that are killing it. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to like the people that are shooting all the big name commercials for like big name companies in Atlanta, like Delta, Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, like all of those crews are predominantly like white that are getting those jobs. So like, 
you know, I, I now see my calling as like, but the reason why I continue to fight and the reason why I work hard in the space that I'm in is because like, I eventually want to help leverage more diversity in those spaces as well. And that's like part of the, that's part of the mission that I see. And, um, okay. So my question is that's, I mean, for me, I'm like, yes, that's why that's another reason I'm doing this podcast too. Right. Is like more representation and to see people like you and my other guests that are really doing it, you know, (laughs) that and someone that looks like them is doing it. But, um, I have my reasons, but like, why do you feel like that's important? I feel like I feel like it's important because there are so many creative people in our community that are Asian and and for whatever reason there are so many young people like myself that felt like that doing that thing was unattainable because there was no example that was being shown for me why did i start playing tennis because michael chang like why did i do martial arts because of bruce lee it's like the it's like these are natural things as an american korean american person that is like our asian american it's like I gravitate to what I see Mm -hmm. like people that I identify with on the TV or movies that I see, whatever media throws at me, like that's, what's going to, um, I guess like that's, what's going to dictate what my actions are going to be. Right. The reason why I got into like the reason and the, the reason why I even considered maybe rap, to be an option was because of Jin the MC. I saw him on BET and I was like, wow, yes. he can do it. Maybe I can do it too. Yeah. So like that, that was, he was a huge inspiration for me back then because before then it was like, this is just strictly black music. Mm. And then it's, I saw, and then I see Jin and then I see Eminem and I'm like, wow, it's like starting to diversify. Like things are opening up. So like if I position myself in my like forties and fifties to be somebody that is like, directing large-scale productions then hopefully some young people can see that and I can inspire those to like actually go after and chase their dreams of wanting to be a photographer wanting to make films or do anything like that like that's the reason why I work so hard is because like I truly believe that talent is like universal and like Mm creativity is universal and like if they want to go for it they should and it's already happening like there's so many dope asian artists everywhere it's just i'm only trying to master my arena and the areas that i'm present in right now so hopefully like i could provide a path for somebody that could potentially see a similar thing yeah, that's, you know, 
And like, honestly, at this point, I'm 37. There's no turning back. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Like, I have to go forward. No, like, I have to do this thing. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's just, but it's like also just like, this is what God gave me mm-hmm. as like my, this is my life that he gave me. And like, yeah. you know, I have a choice of like, am I supposed to turn away from it? Am I supposed to blame God for giving me a bad, for dealing me a bad hand or just like run with it and just be show gratitude and like be happy with it? Yeah. You know, like, so as far as your craft goes, as, you know, in photography and filmmaking and stuff, um, you know, you mentioned uh, that you started with YouTube videos. Now, I'm assuming because you continue to do that is like, kind of when you realized you you did enjoy it is that why you continued because you enjoyed it or was the pay good or why did you continue <laughs> you were good at it <laughs> I think it's because um it's a combination of everything to anybody like to anybody that um I mean, even for you, like, I'm sure that there are moments where, like, you're editing the podcast and you're like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. Like, you know, like, it, you get pushed to the limit of, like, questioning what your passions are. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, like, money is obviously, for me, like, a huge motivator just because, like, I realize that um, I do, I am... I am very partial to a particular quality of life. Like Mm -hmm. I think comfort is something that I work for. I work hard so that I can keep my thermostat at like 72 if I want to, like, I just need to have like, I love the environment, but I cannot, it cannot be, (laughs) it cannot be stuffy in the crib, bro. Like it cannot be stuffy in the crib. Like I need like cool air or else I get headaches, like all this stuff. So like, I mean, stuff like that where, um, you know, just being real to myself and like, you know, I, I love clothes. Like I love dressing up. Like I love fashion. Like um, I love technology. Like I love cameras and that stuff's expensive. And I love music gear, music technology. So like, it's just like, I I do my job to fuel my interests. And so that Jennifer and I could have like a life where, you know, we can, I guess, be um, mentally in a place that's comfortable so that we could continue to hopefully one day serve others in a more major way more and more as we continue to walk and go down this path of life that God has given us. It's, um, it's, a, it's a selfish thing to really like, because it's always teeter-tottering. Um, leveraging your talents for good is one of the hardest things to do in a capitalistic society. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in my line of work, like I get approached by a lot of people that want to exploit my talents and in exchange for that, they pay me a large paycheck and you get addicted to that feeling. Like you get a job that pays like 10 grand, you know, like, 
after that check clears it's like yo i need another one of those mm-hmm. and like then you just get you get stuck in that and it, that literally the rat race and then you're competing with other people that want the same thing so like yeah. if you back down then like somebody else is gonna somebody else is gonna get the bag and you can't basically you can't position other people to do that so you know i don't know i mean i am a shark like i i i do have this um i'm a very competitive person as well like i do have this thing about me that like i it not only is it for like my own self-confidence but i feel like it's like just the thing that drives me and helps me to keep going because i am like one quote away from like constantly falling into an existential crisis the questioning why why do i have oh, gosh, to John. <laughs> every day is like but i mean you know like so the things that keep me grounded is like i want to see asian american creative people kill it mm. i want to see i want to give my wife the type of life that she's never had before and like hopefully like when I'm in my when I'm in a financial position like one of my big dreams is to start a community center or a church that's like yes man please please I support you (laughs) like I just I want to create something that like I want to create something that like puts the people first and like it's like Rather than having service on Sunday, I want my services to be like, we go somewhere and serve somewhere. Like every Sunday is like some, we go to serve a place and then we have service on like Wednesday or Friday. Yeah. yeah. Like that's my vision for what I think church should become in the future. Like, I think, I don't know, that's a whole other podcast. I don't want to get too religious <laughs> about this, but like. No, just, but it's great. I think, man, I'm just, yeah. um admittedly you know i mean jennifer too but did jennifer tell you we met in college before did you know this yeah i did know this yeah (laughs) yeah i remember this story yeah um but you know jennifer too but you as well i think you know when i see you guys like we we run into each other random places and um and we met i think just making you made a video for everest and came to my house and recorded it. And that was when the first time I really talked to you, I feel like, and kind of um, mm-hmm. you're sharing a little bit of your heart as well. And I, you even told me about the community center that you were thinking about during that time. And I always, I'm like, man, what, what is this guy's story? You know? <laughs> and I think hearing you talk about a lot of things today that I, um, find extremely inspiring and really encouraging for young creatives here in Atlanta, especially ones that look like us. Um, you know, and I know that we didn't get to talk about the technical aspects of your job, but for me, what what is important is um, talking about the purpose behind what we do. It's not always about what we do. It's like why we do it. And I yeah. am really grateful for your heart and sharing that um, with me today, um, we I try to like keep it to an hour, and I feel like I could talk to you forever. But <laughs> yeah, no. but um, John, I have talk. what's that? 
That was a great talk. Yeah. well, I mean, before we we end our time, I, I wanted to ask, you know, I think you did mention a lot of things like that you do enjoy about your job. But like, is there something in particular? I mean, there's the vision, right? And the reason. But um, as far as like going into work, is there something that you love most about your job? I think the best feeling that I get from my job is when the vision and the pre-planning gets executed properly and the final result of what you create is off the hook. It's amazing. Yes. That to me, if there's anything that keeps me doing what I do it's that feeling of the success that comes from seeing something that you did get done very well and it looks or sounds amazing that's like that's my favorite part of my job and what I do yeah um so um is it like which part of your job is it all of it but which part of your job is like requires you to um like see that happen like from start to finish so when i'm if i'm photographing uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh the things that i photograph actually turn out the way that i envision them to be okay so usually do you like have to come up with what it is like yeah the theme or whatever mhm everything from the lighting the styling Mm. all that stuff um and then how do you you start that process like what do you like you're just you just think of it (laughs) no you like you know i i often look at other people's work um people that i see on instagram like some of my like creative mentors that like are you know geniuses in their own right um you know like you get to see other you get you're just doing the research it's like the same thing as like r&d for like if you're building something or okay. you know, it's just like deep diving and exploring whether it's like through books or the internet or just like talking with friends and they show you stuff and then you get inspired by that um you know just like and then sometimes it's like you take bits and pieces of that and then you put your own twist on it and then just like bring it to life those types of things um yeah it's it just comes from everywhere i guess mm-hmm. you know you just see something and it's like oh i kind of like that i want to mm-hmm. try to do something like that you know and then just it's more about the execution and like having the energy to actually follow through with it um yeah, yeah i'm sure it's really rewarding to see your work and it done well yeah that's probably uh, the best feeling yeah um you said you do a lot like some lighting work too um do you enjoy that so okay so side note um i studied mass media arts and film so all the words that you're using and i i did live television for like two years like just sports television and i really enjoyed it um because i hated post 
And, you know, when I was doing live, I don't have to deal with it. It's over. True. If I screwed up, it's just done. And so, yeah. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, post is so bad. I hate posts. Yeah. Like, I just can't stand it. But so, but lighting was always a weakness of mine. <laughs> but, like, do you enjoy lighting? <laughs> lighting, lighting is everything. It's lighting everything. Is, but I just sucked at yeah. it. I could not, like, like. Oh man, once you really start to get into the nitty gritty of lighting, because like the, the technology that they've been developing ever mm. since like the beginning of Hollywood, all this like, all this gear that's been developed to like shape light to do different things. Lighting is honestly probably my second favorite thing other than actually shooting <gasps> it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah lighting because well i guess you know what I'll be, i'm gonna be honest like lighting's probably my first favorite thing because if the lighting sucks then shooting it's gonna suck too that's true that's true so you have to have good lighting and i love experimenting with lighting like i love lighting so much studio lighting studio photography is my forte i mean i guess lighting um, really is everything because without it your photo your Everything you envisioned is not going to happen without that, good lighting. That's true because all photography and filmmaking in is is all it is is capturing light. Y'all, that's like literally the right. camera is designed. <laughs> the camera is designed to capture light. So like, you can capture light when the light is bad, but when you capture light when the light is good, it's like a God given ideology of like the sun. But then you with technology now we get to like emulate that and make it like you know like even i even lit my like zoom chat area well even now the lighting in your room is like so ambient and so <laughs> yeah like i i mean you know it's like i just i love lighting yeah lighting is i think if anybody if anybody wants to become a photographer or filmmaker, like who cares what kind of camera you have? It doesn't matter. You have to know how to light. Mm. It's like being a chef, but then not knowing how to chop a vegetable. It's like, if you want to be, if you want to be excellent and do this thing that we call photography content creation is mm -hmm. i guess i guess the broad term of who what i am as a content creator if you want to be a good content creator like lighting is everything mm -hmm. like you have to you have to master lighting yeah like, and i am not i'm like i'll never master lighting because i know that there's going to be so there's so many techniques that so many people use that I learn something new every time I go on set. Um, it's like something so obvious, but like right now I'm like mind blown because it's like, yeah, duh. Like that makes complete sense, but I never really thought about it. I mean, nobody does because like, <laughs> I, honestly, it's the hardest thing to do on set lighting it's, thank you it's, yes it's so hard <laughs> it is so hard sometimes <laughs> i literally i was I, I was like i don't i 
I need to practice. I don't get it. Like I, I for me, yeah. it was just. I think my brain too just doesn't work in certain ways. And so you know, again, in live sports, you, sports television is just everything's lit. It lit, so you don't have yeah, to worry yeah. about it. But yeah. Um, but I think even that even lighting in like sports arenas is like that's all lighting, right? Know, like, why it wasn't my need... problem is what I'm trying yeah. to tell you. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, that that's a very like that's a very particular part of that, and I think that that's cool that you studied that, like, you know, because like the art in like live television comes from like the to me the art more is like the logistics of the team. Being able to make something that is happening right now flow so nice to the point where it's like seamless. Oh that, my gosh, you're the only that person that me, understands me. <laughs> that gives me anxiety. Like that is like I've because like I I've been a part of some live productions and I'm like, how do you make this work? It's I like, love it. I use okay. I we're gonna go live here in thirty seconds. It's like everybody's scrambling. So crazy chaos. So beautiful. And then when it goes well, you're like, yes. <laughs> like I will never, you know. Like I'd rather like spend three hours in the studio with like somebody and just like photograph them with like no with where like the concept of time just disappears and you just like do things at your own speed. See. That's what that's what I like. I can't do that. <laughs> but that's cool. But, that's but anyways, cool. yeah. But okay. Yeah. Lighting. Lighting is important. That's great advice. If you want to go in this industry, you need to learn how to light things. Well, I guess if you want to like, if you want to do photographs and like be a portrait photographer, then yes. Lighting. If you want to be a documentary filmmaker, yes. Understanding lighting. If you want to be a filmmaker in general, understanding lighting. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter what camera you own because all cameras are good now. That's lighting. true. That's true. Lighting. 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 Yeah. Best lighting. advice, I think, if you're interested in this type of field. I want the name of the podcast to just be lighting. Lighting. <laughs> just John song lighting lighting just say <laughs> just name it John song lighting perfect That's it. lighting is everything yeah. all right so what do you like least about being a content creator video editing sucks yes <laughs> oh my goodness I hate it so I, I mean like it. you know those YouTube videos you're doing at the genesis of all this like didn't you did you, did you have to edit all of them yeah. Oh my gosh, John. <laughs> I don't like to edit any more video. I love editing photos. Um, I don't like editing videos unless the only types of videos that I do like editing are ones that are planned out. Okay. Like there's a, there's a shot list. Sure. And everybody's on board and this is the vision and like it's easy to put the shots together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess my biggest fear is like me sitting a camera down in front of somebody that talks for an hour and they're like, I need you to turn this into a th three and a half minute video. And I'm like, right, right. bruh, <laughs> bruh, you like, you read the Bible from like Genesis <laughs> to Re revelation. And you want me to give you the cliff notes. Like you're trying to get me to sell, you want me to sell this product 
but like we talked about it for 45 minutes and like i have to somehow turn it into like a three and a half minute video like i i dislike that a little yeah, bit so. of a nightmare for me to think about are you yeah. a are you i mean it kind of sounds like you are but are you kind of a perfectionist um i'm an enneagram three i don't know what that means i'm sorry so, uh, <laughs> wait enneagram. three three i think i'm a three is that mean like you're uh isn't it like you're overachiever achiever yes. yes i wouldn't say i mean i'm i am not against the tetchung life okay okay like if you just need to throw this thing together make it work so be it for the sake of time it's for me it's more about like i'm constantly trying to achieve that but i won't like inconvenience everybody around me for the sake of you know like um but as long as you're the only one being inconvenienced you will i will go as far as i need to go to make it make it work yeah if you're a three then we have a lot in common. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was just thinking that I was like, oh, you're kind of my kind of people. I think. <laughs> yeah, threes are threes are very um, people that are threes. They all have these unique quirks about them, hmm. and um, we're not motivated by money. It's more motivated by getting, making sure that the standard of what you're doing is to a certain level look my dog just got that's lolo she looks like a little gremlin in the back um (laughs) yeah threes are threes are obsessed with making sure that we reach the standard that we see inside of our minds of achieving something um what would you say if someone is thinking about you know um making this uh, their career path um mm. like I guess my question is like what kind of personality or what are some good characteristic characteristic traits that you feel like have gotten you this far? My faith in God. Mm. I don't know. It's hard to tell because like I've re- I've really been getting into the Enneagram. I mean, I heard it's pretty spot on. I don't I I only took the test and I haven't studied it, but from what I can tell from everybody else, I'm like, wow, that that does sound like you. <laughs> like, you know, when they tell me their numbers. Um, yeah. But um, why do you say that? Is that like do you feel like it has had a lot to do with how you've gotten where you are today? I love it because it helps me understand people on a deep, deeper level without having to like spend hours of conversation yes yes that Um, makes sense for me i don't know my faith in like i i can't speak for anybody else that wants to get into this like i don't think i don't think you need to have a specific personality style Mm -hmm. but i will say religion believing in a higher power um is one thing for me i am monotheistic i believe in god mm. the holy trinity i believe jesus died for my sins um, i believe he resurrected and i believe that if i believe that that i will go to heaven 
whatever your particular religion is or what you believe in, like I believe that just believing in a higher power is important because it's not about yourself all the time. It's about what you are being used to do. Mm. Um, the second most important thing, you have to know how to budget properly your finances because to be your own boss means that you have to manage your own money Mm. and that money is not gonna come from anywhere except like from you like I always I always used to say this when I first started out the best way to make money is to save it you got to save your money like you don't go out don't go out to Hanshin, bro, on Friday. Don't don't blow that $86 on that like padak and like that, <laughs> you know, like yes. your friends, like they'll be there. You have to stay home and like work on your craft. Mm. I think budgeting is like the one thing because like you have to know what you're financially capable of. Like you can't just step out and be like, I'm going to make this work. Like, no, save up money for six months. You know, if like a huge thing for me was like, I couldn't create at my mom's house. Like I had to move out. Mm. So like, I had to like figure out how to move out so that I could have my own space to work and create and to like make it my own and not have this like oppressive tiger mom energy over me all the time. Like I needed to create that space for myself. So like, budgeting is number two Mm. like and yeah honestly I think it's just those two things like your personality like oh yeah like obviously work hard like find the thing that you can do better than everybody else and then just stick to it you know and like just do that thing like you know like but I think honestly like knowing how to manage the money that the manage the wealth that you have right now is going to help you manage the wealth that you will eventually have in the future like get used to managing that while you kind of pour so that when you start getting paid for stuff that you don't go blow it on a beamer or whatever like i still drive a honda like i love my honda like i don't want to i don't want to have like nice things like that you know, like stuff like, I don't know, like I think believing in a higher power budgeting. Yeah. Two yeah. most important things. Man. Yeah. That's like um, really sound advice. Please, if you missed it, don't <laughs> because um, I'm learning yeah. to like those are some, not just like with your particular career, but in life, right? Yeah. Like having kids and doing life. It's like, I'm like, how do people not believe in anything? Like, honestly, not to, again, not to right. judge or anything. Like that. It's just like, because life is the way that it is, it's difficult for me to, to understand that you're not relying on something else, you know, um, mm. in certain situations. But, um, and yeah, money. It's like money. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, like we live in a capitalistic world. Like you have to 
play by its rules if you want to mm. have some sort of success, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's the truth. Well, John, was there anything else that you wanted to be able to share today um, that maybe I missed or didn't ask you about? Um, I think, no, nah, I feel good about what yeah. we said. Like everything was, I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Well, I really yeah. appreciate you again, John. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, so... No, I was looking forward to this like all week. Ever since you asked me, like, stop. That means really... a lot. You can you no, stop? I... <laughs> I think the last podcast I did was like David Shin's, like two years ago. No, you guys had a podcast. Oh yeah, I mean that podcast <laughs> that was stressful because like it was making a podcast is hard. Hosting a podcast is hard because like I do the bare minimum though. I don't really no, you... like. You asked very good questions, and I think the flow <laughs> of it was very nice. Um, you know, I think, like, yeah, I had to cut that off because, like, I felt like um, it was just taking too much time away from the other stuff that I was doing. I see. It was a good one. I only yeah. – you guys only had a couple episodes, but they were good. We did we did 10 episodes, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> Cutting it off. And I will say you did them during a time where it was very relevant in the conversations mm. you guys had. Um, so I was appreciative of those 10. But you, yeah, you did Thank a podcast. You. David Shins for- was a while ago, though. I forgot that we did a podcast. <laughs> wow. No, shout out to the cat. She she was producing those. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, me girl. and Kat went to church together for a little while. Really? That's, wow. how, I, that's how I know yeah. her. Cat is, is like, she's like my daughter. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I've been watching her grow and I'm, I know that a lot of it is because you provided some outlets for her too. So again, I'm super thankful for who you guys are as a, as a team, you and Jennifer and empowering creative people. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're just, let's all continue to work hard and raise these little sickies so that they well guys um i just want to say thank you for listening if you have any questions for me or even maybe questions for john um would it be okay if i connected you with some people if they had yeah yeah i mean my responses might be like here and there but please reach out with any questions awesome yeah well, um, thanks again, John. And thanks, thanks, you guys, for listening. Until next time. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs>